are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. afternoon my brothers and sisters teamsters of local 804 and teamsters listening across the country how is everybody doing today i know we've been going through a lot um my own family has has, has suffered a loss um but i'm here today um you know there's a lot going on in the world and i would just like to say thank you for uh all the listeners that we've been getting and everybody that's been showing me love on on and showing us love on facebook for all that's going on I want to introduce my co-host as usual, my buddy here, Jamie Haynes. Hello, 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 everyone. Hope everyone is feeling good, doing good. Keep up the good work, stay in health, and keep striving. All right. Thanks for keeping the energy up, <laughs> Jamie. Uh, and as always, the Big Bad Wolf from Brush Avenue, the, our producer, the man in charge, Hector Fortis. Is he here? He, I think is he's he there. Here? Am I here? Yeah, you are, man. And you made some good food for us today. Hector, thankfully. <laughs> I don't know. He's got to be Chef, what? Chef Hector. Chef Hector taking over from Emerald. He was like, bam. Chef Fortis. He made some uh, nice New York strip steaks, uh, rice and beans. And uh, that was pretty good with some sweet plantain. Yeah, Very some, young. Don't forget the chicken. That was for you, Jamie. Chicken for you, buddy. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I would like to... Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my uncle Tommy, um, Theo. I'm gonna miss you. You know he uh, he didn't make it. He uh, passed away yesterday morning. Uh, that was um, you know due to the complications of the of the uh, COVID-19. That's you know got everybody. Uh, you know it's taking a lot of older folks. My uncle was about 73 years old. Um, you know he's got actually a living mother who's 104 years old. She's still alive. She's in the city. Our hearts and prayers go out to her. She's losing your son. I mean, she's 104, so it's pretty tough. She's She's been just hanging in there. She's a tough lady. Um, she can speak to you and have complete sentences. And she's an amazing woman. She'll still make food, you know. Um, we also want to give a shout-out to some of our union brothers who passed away. Alexander Richardson. Rest in peace, brother. Um... I'm not sure if Alexander Richardson. Uh, I think I think he's from the Masbev building because Kamal Kamal had spoke about him on Facebook, so I believe he's from the Masbev building. 
And uh, if you guys remember last week, we were speaking about a brother who's battling cancer named Dominic uh, Bevilacqua, um, close friend of our one of our uh, our secretary treasurer, um, Tony Rosiglione, uh known as the master of the OJS. And uh, he lost his battle to cancer as well. So for anybody that's, um, again, you know, I know we do this and I know it's a little sad at the beginning of the show, but, you know, our hearts and prayers just go out to to everybody that's losing somebody because of the COVID-19, sick family members, anybody battling with cancer, anybody going through a tough time, just, you know, we're sorry. Um, I want to thank everybody who showed me love on Facebook. I mean, there was a huge pouring of love for my uncle. Theo, you know, uh, Theo Tommy was a was a great great <laughs> great crazy old dude but he was great and i'm gonna miss him dearly so uh thank you all thank moment, you all moment of silence yeah we're gonna have a quick moment of silence for everybody that's going through something right now all right <clears throat> All right, you could lower the music there. All right, let's get into it. Let's. Uh, Jamie well, has well, something well, to say. Well, before uh, we go, let's get ready to rumble. Before we go any further, there there wasn't a a GoFundMe page for Alexander Richardson, but um, I believe if you wanted to donate anything to the, his family. You can use the Zell. You can use go through Zell and use the email, J A H Y R A six one three at gmail dot com. If you want to donate anything to Alexander Richardson's family, you can use Zell. The email go on Zell and use the email address J A H Y R A six one three at gmail dot com. All right, you heard it there. If anybody wants to donate, that's uh, where you can go. All right, uh, I got a couple of things that I got to get off my chest because it's uh, it's been getting it's been getting it's been a crazy week, uh, brothers and sisters. It's been a crazy week, and there's been a lot of talk about cleanliness, and there's been a lot of talk about the sanitary conditions, and there's been a lot of talk about hazard pay. And are we deserved hazard pay? And do you deserve hazard pay? And are the nurses and the and the firemen and, and everybody that's that's out there that's considered an essential personnel, an essential employee, oh, do they all deserve hazard pay? And at the end of the day, when I think about it, I have to say yes. I have to say everybody that's out there right now that's trying to help this world moving, yeah, because they're at risk for bringing something home to their families. And hazard pay a lot of times is just an extra three or four dollars an hour. I mean, it's not that serious. You, if a little can help your family at a time of need because you're out there and you're putting your life at risk, and uh, the next contract's coming up in a few years, and now with this kind of leverage being called essential personnel, there is no reason why we can't have this discussion and have it put. I know there's been a lot of talk about it and how some guys are saying, oh, being hazard pay is this and that. And We're in a hazard situation. Listen, one day it's going to be some end of the world stuff and bombs are going to be blown off. And then what? And we'll be out there delivering one. Uh, that guy, Bobby Hoyt, had a, a funny uh, 
a funny video of a guy out there delivering with the world basically burning in fire and the supervisors telling him um can you go get a uh, 20 stops off of uh henry or whatever the name he gave was he's like really right now uh there's like bombs going off behind me yeah you know try, try to help the guy out <laughs> We definitely deserve it, though. Listen, hazard pay, I feel like anybody who's an essential personnel, period, whether you're a postal service employee, whether you're a, uh, you know, in shipping or package, whether you're a grocery store clerk, firemen, policemen, obviously nurses, doctors. station attendant. People that keep the light on so that your kids can do school right now while you're at home or while you're at work and you're you're there messing with the computer trying to help you get people that keep the Internet on people that are keeping people busy entertained with the television. Anybody who's out there working right now and helping this world keep moving and they're essential employees and they're out there constantly in groups, you know, trying to keep social distance, but at the same time doing their job. Why wouldn't they be entitled to a little bit of hazard pay? That's just my take on it, and um, that's how I feel about it. And I feel with this happening, I feel with the leverage happening. I mean, I feel with everything that has gone on, we do have leverage in the next contract to bring that up. Um, Another thing that's bothering me, sanitary conditions, right? We all know that the building has always been, and most buildings have always been a pigsty. Let's not pretend like now because of the COVID-19, everybody's, oh, well, they're not. Well, yeah, we understand it has to be kept cleaner, but it has always been a shithole. And if anybody thinks that their building has been pristine up to this point, please let me know. I would love to know, especially because you have a lot of members themselves who are just not doing the right thing not like, keeping their trucks clean you know we've already spoken about the piss bottles and the oh nastiness gosh. and people leaving leftover food in the vehicles every and day when i come back i have to clean out a truck it's, it's getting ridiculous the stories i hear from the porters and the car washers alone I get it. I get it's nasty. Nobody wants the COVID-19. Nobody wants this to spread any worse. And yes, the company has to do their part. And yes, they have to be out there. They should be spraying down these buildings. It's important to keep us, you know, to keep us safe so that we can continue to do our job safely. We but have I to know, do our part too. Thank you. I know a lot of drivers, Jamie, that they uh, religiously had their own Lysol wipes before any of this. Drivers that would wipe down their trucks themselves, clean their trucks themselves, they didn't well, have you, a problem with it. You have a whole lot. Because, keep, I, right. I mean, I see some trucks look spectacular. I mean, they're shining in the inside. It's, it's, it's crazy. I'd be like, wow. But then again, you have some trucks that are, I mean, Just pure filthy. filth. Just pure filth. I was in a truck not too long ago in the back of the truck. I mean, it smelled like pure piss. Somebody had to pee in that truck. And I, I said, I just used this truck not too long ago. I cleaned it out, come back again, and it smelled like pure piss. It's ridiculous. It's, it's just nasty. You know, I, we all know that the company has to do their part to keep this, uh, 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 us from hopefully no one, no one getting this virus. But it's impossible. And another thing that's, that, that I want to say is I, I feel like there's a lot of fingers being pointed you got people saying, oh, the company didn't react fast enough. Yeah, you're right. They didn't. You know what? The whole fucking world didn't react fast enough, okay? We actually this is a, a worldwide crisis. Exactly. We, all sh- we actually got a call from um, from a member at the hall saying uh, that we're the ones who created this virus. Oh, oh, the, yeah. the union. The yeah. union did it. Yeah, so we went to China, and, you know, we did what we had to do, and then we came back and brought it to the local. Oh, oh wow. okay. It's no blaming. It's, 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 well, it shouldn't be a blame Exactly. Right it exactly. isn't. We have to get through this together. We have to get through this it's together. Here. 
let's work let's work to get it done and get it out of here that's yeah. the main thing and, and we were the first one to respond the union to respond to the needs of of the members let's get that shit straight also because the company didn't respond fast enough with the equipment and the sanitation, you know, they, they didn't respond at all. Are you kidding me? They just started like a no, week no, ago. And you know why? Because, because, because we put the pressure. We put pressure on them. We went to the news. You have Dave Citron in the news looking for stuff. He found uh, the masses. Those masses that you got that you guys are getting now is because it's Dave Citron and Santana, the Rob the, Santana, that feeder driver. That's right. Uh, thanks to these guys, they found they found it. And you know they called up you you know the company and said listen we have they have masks here, get them out. So they made a phone call to whatever safety and the corporate and then it was eighty thousand dollars for the masses, and they bought them and we getting masks out to the members now. But Jesus Christ, why why do we have to put pressure on them? You know they care about the the, the members so much. Why they didn't do they didn't take action right when it first started? You know, and, and and this is the problem with a lot of the companies. I mean, as you can see, Amazon, same thing. They have a, a members being infected uh, all the time there. And uh, one thing that I do want, and uh, we were listening in, and we had this conference call with the stewards and, and Vinny and his team. Listen, I, I have to tip my hat off to those guys. Under the this crisis, I think that our executive board has really showed tremendous, tremendous... Um, uh, I, I don't know well, what, what's the word you can handling use. It. Yeah, you know that they're, you, you, you they're know going above and beyond, Jamie. They're going above and beyond. You want to know one thing that I that I truly like about what's going on? You have transparency. Oh yeah. Could you imagine if this was just happened during the contract time? Oh you, man. Do you remember how we was asking for transparency during the contract negotiation? Oh my gosh. Between, we will be lost. Between all the social media posts that our president throws up and is constantly, constantly being transparent and informing the members, between, I mean, just today's conference call that I had to get off of because we had to start the show, and I was a little upset because I had a question. I was waiting online for to ask a question, but I'm sure Vinny's going to call in a few, hopefully. Um, hopefully around three, yeah. once they finish that conference call. But, you know, it, it, listen, I'm... Right now, the, the, the buildings are, are, are having staffing issues. People are not coming in. People are either uh, under quarantine because of a family member, they themselves got sick or under quarantine, or you know they're just scared to come in because of the sanitary conditions. Now, one of the things that Vinnie Perron wanted to make clear was that if you're gonna stay home because of any condition, that's fine. If you're gonna stay home because you're scared of the conditions, that's fine. But don't come to work all week long and then every Thursday and Friday you feel scared. You know, you, you can't do that. And then come back in Monday and then you're okay Monday through, through Wednesday and then you're going to say Thursday and Friday you feel scared again. Well, he did, he did say if, if you, any driver, anyone is having any problems about production and attendance, let your shop steward and your BA know immediately. Right away. But don't be the one. As Tony was just saying, that calls out one day every week just because and then try to use that as a COVID-19 solution or whatever. So don't get caught. Don't be the one and get caught with that because they're not, they're not disciplining anyone from what I understand about attendance or anything like that due to the pandemic that we're in. So don't abuse it. The, sim the simple thing is if you don't feel safe working, stay home. 
Simple as that. You don't have. They, they're not going to go after your attendance. If you don't feel safe, stay home with your family. If if you get quarantine or anyone in your family gets quarantine, obviously you have to get quarantine and you have to be out for those ten days. Okay. Don't be afraid if they they're going to go after you. Don't don't use this as your a three day weekend because it's it's not going to work that way. If you don't feel safe going to work, you, you got to stay out for the ten days to get quarantine that you feel safe. Well, well, uh, it's a good thing that you brought up the ten, the ten days because that's what that's one of the questions that we're waiting for the president to get on to address that because some people are thinking that they can do seven days and they feel better and then they can just come back to work or they can do six days and then come back to work. So we 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 want to get the exact. Do you have to do the exact ten days, the exact two weeks rather, and then come back to work, or can you just Cut it off and come back to work if you feel better or whatever. So once he gets on, we'll get the full analysis of that. So, yeah, uh, Dubs804 makes a good point here. Our preloaders need masks also, yeah. badly. Uh, I gave my preloader the one heck that I gave him. You know, I believe, what was it that uh, Cintron was able to work out, uh, what was it, about 80,000 masks, was a it? 80, uh, yeah, 80,000 masks. Well, it cost, it cost 80,000. No, it cost 80,000. 80,000. 80, I don't know how do many know, masks. You don't know how many masks? I think it was uh, 40,000 masks for 80,000. Okay. We, we got to get the right numbers because I know there are over uh, uh, 7,500 members, I believe, in our local at this time. What is it? The full... Uh, the full number of uh, employees under our I local. I believe it was 7,300. 7,300. So, you know, we need to get, and that's including drivers, preloaders, porters, mm -hmm. car washes. Mm -hmm. So we need to get the, those masks out to everyone, and uh, everyone needs to, to have them. And it's not just for for your own protection. It's for you. In case you have it and you don't know it, that's way somebody else is protected, you know? It's not just for our protection. It's for the protection of others. You know, if you're a driver and you're out there and you don't really are, aren't showing any symptoms and you can still be contagious, well, if you're wearing the mask and you're not passing it to someone else and the, and the ones that Mr. Cintron was able to acquire with Rob uh, Santana were were the N95 ones, which are considered the 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 good ones that you can make sure that it does. And another thing, the cl you have to learn how to take care of the mask. You can't just, you know, they have to be cleaned. You want to make sure you take care of it properly. Um, there, There's lots and, of and things. And reuse them. Clean them and then hang them up yep. in a plastic bag, I believe, and, hang, and let it hand dry. Hang dry, rather. It's listen. It, it's a crazy time for everybody. We all have to work together to get through this. There are hundreds and hundreds of people dying just in New York City here alone, and it is it's time for them to just everybody just stay home. Let the people that are out there, the essential workers, do what they need to do. And I wish just just the public would just stay in their homes and stop going out. They're making it worse. And there's going to come a time where this whole thing is just going to have to shut down completely before anything gets better. Um, I mean, I believe the police officers were pulling the basketball hoops off the rims just to keep yeah, the kids from going to the park. Did you see the one where they, where they were towing the, the truck, the tractor trailer in Brooklyn? Did you see that one? They had the video up about that. The guys, they, I guess they couldn't go into the rest stop. You know, the rest stops are closed, so they were... They were pulled over sleeping, taking their nap, and the, the, the police officer, they came over there with the tow trucks and started towing their vehicles. Wow. That's crazy. 
uh, and they have COVID nineteen mask or whatever on there, and it's gone. No, they got to go to the tow yard and get their vehicles back now. So that that was crazy. I want to give a shout out to some new listeners out coming probably. Uh, I believe some of Joe Doherty's buddies uh, coming from the Oyster Bay Center. We got some new listeners. Mike McHenry. We got Jonathan Reyes, Sergio Cardosa, Chris Carella, and Joe Stasio. Thank you guys for listening in. We appreciate you. Uh, Brother Egon says if you have a beard, they are not really effective. You know what? <laughs> You're right. You guys got to trim those beards down. If you have a beard and you want, I know Louis Barbone, the beard, probably not going to be happy to hear this, but it's time to trim those suckers down. This way you can use your mask. You know, it's about safety right now. It's not about having that beard flowing. So I know a lot of you bearded uh, gentlemen out there that have been rocking those beards are probably not going to be too happy wearing a mask, especially, you know, that the virus can hide out and hang out in your beard. You don't want that. So start trimming. Guys, wash your hands. Keep your hands off your face. The virus is very contagious, but it's also very weak and very easy to kill. So all you got to do is just try to wash and be uh, mindful of putting your hands on your face. It gets in through your nose, ear, and mouth. That's correct. And also, I want to advise that even though you're getting gloves and you have gloves, it's the same thing as having no gloves if you touch your face with the gloves. So you got to, you know, the gloves are there for your protection, but they, they won't protect you if you touch your face with the gloves. Okay? And if you don't take them off, right? Exactly. That is correct. So um, can, can I make a quick, a couple of quick announcements that I know some people were worried about due to this COVID-19 pandemic? Um just to let everyone know, as far as your DMV stuff, all license, licenses, non-driver's ID, and registrations with an expiration date of March 1st, 2020 or later have been extended until further notice. So you don't have to worry about your, your driver's license expiring. You got to renew it. If you're not able to do it online, it's been extended to further notice until this pandemic is over. So just keep checking on, you know, the DMV website. Also, for the DOTs, if your DOTs expired during this time, it's been extended, I believe, until June. So you don't have to worry about that right now. But keep in mind, just keep checking up because you never know. Things might change. Just keep checking on the computer. Things might change. And if you have... Your inspection, your car inspection has also been extended until further notice. All right? That's right. Everything is being extended at this point, you know? So if you guys, like Jamie said, you're worried about your DOT or your license or whatever the case is, you guys all have an extension. Even if you have an inspection needed on your car, you guys you guys are be all right there. You know, right now they're helping people. They're suspending mortgages. We got a stimulus package coming in. Um, guys that are making, I believe, a uh, family making 150 grand a year, will uh, will be looking at um, what is it? 150 thousand dollars will get you, uh, or you got to be making under 150 thousand. Well, some 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 things, some places say under 99 thousand, but I don't know. I don't know what's the actual account because when I checked on the calculator that they sent, it said if you made. 130,000 or whatever you get like 550 after every 90 every hundred dollars after a hundred thousand it, it goes down by a hundred or something like that or fifty dollars so i'm not exactly sure and you get a 500 per child under 17 years old 
So hopefully that will help uh, a lot of families out there. Um, uh, a little bit about the layoffs. Uh, we spoke, uh, we, uh, they were speaking about that on the conference call as well. Uh, the layoff, they were trying to lay off something like 30-something feeder guys. And 37. Yeah, they, they screwed it all up. They, they made some really bad moves, made some mistakes. Um, they started sending some regular package car drivers. Uh, they were letting them volunteer to go to places like Brooklyn and Maspeth um, without notifying any stewards, without notifying the union as far as I know, right? Because, heck, you guys never got any information on that. No. No. So, you know, and we get that, that the company is trying to do things because of the crisis that we're in, but they still have to do things the right way. Okay, we're not gonna. We're not at this point in time. They're they're right now with the staffing the way it is. We're not really coming at them for supervisors working. You know, we're we're, we're we've we've taken it back a little bit. They, they they obviously need to be working. There's not enough people that at, especially at the night shifts, the preload shifts, the twice shifts, the the overnight shifts. It's getting really scarce, and I mean, even drivers are coming off the road in our building, and I heard Johnny Santiago speaking about this also, uh, the shop steward in Maspeth also, that they were coming in, drivers coming at night, working the local sort, doing clerk work. We're having the same issues at our building, and uh, at the end of the day, if there's, a, there's, there's jobs uh, that uh, guys from Manhattan need, I mean, bring them down this way. <laughs> we could use, I could use a couple extra clerks. I've been working for the last week 15 to 16 hour days okay i'm literally working basically just double shifts okay dealing with everything that's going on uh i'm extremely tired i know um, some guys in the other in the other part of foster foster building said they've been seeing some new guys come over there from either feed or manhattan i believe they've been coming over there but i i don't know if anybody has seen any in our building fosterville i'm not sure I saw two members in, in Forster Avenue that were from Manhattan. I could tell they were new because the guy came right up to me. He was like, is this where I bring the clerk work? I'm like, yeah, this is fine. And he was like, I was like, where are you from? He said, Manhattan. I said, oh, it was another one. Uh, but, yeah, they're, it's, it's definitely going down. Uh, the, the union is already uh, in talks with the company about rectifying the situation and making sure that it is done properly. Um, we well, are, you, should, you should also read oh, Article 13, Section 9, Reduction of Staff, so that way you'll know how does, if there's layoffs as far as in package or preloaders, you'll know how it's supposed to be done and what's going on. Sorry, and, and, and this is just for our members because this is part of our supplemental agreement, uh, our Article 13, layoff, our Article 13, Section 9, layoff language. It's, it's, it's not, I don't know if the other... Obviously, we don't know what's going on across the country as far as supplements go, but um, we have pretty good layoff language as far as our language goes here in Article 13, Section 9. If anybody was looking for it, you can find it on the pages of, you can find it between uh, 249. Yeah, 247 is where it starts, and you go all the way to 251, and it covers everything from inside employees to package car drivers to feeder drivers to porters and car washers. It covers everything, and it's basically, it, it's it's basically just stating that they have to start from the bottom up, no matter what. And as seniority goes, you know, if they can't move them to another center in their building, then that's when they'll be able to start making moves to other buildings. But uh, we're not there yet. 
I mean, we will be soon. <laughs> I'm expecting now that Manhattan's shutting down. But um, we'll let Vinny come on later on and uh, answer some more questions uh, on due to that. But some, something, something that I do know: if if a feeder driver does come back to package, yeah, usually they go right back to their old center. That's they go well if they come back to package and they go back to their old center, and if they haven't completed their six months in feeder, they go right back to. Their, their assigned route that they had, if they had a route. Right. But if they did more than six months, then they become a regular cover driver just like us and they fall and stuff. So I'm quite sure they got more time than a lot yeah, of us they'll anyway. Be, so. They'll be the top uh, cover driver. Anyway, yeah. I just want to have this information also that we didn't tell them. Uh, filing your income tax, it's been extended to, uh, extended to July 2020. So if you're filing, if you, you know, the deadline usually is April 15th, they extended it to July 2020, your taxes. Oh, nice. All right. Okay, that I didn't know. That's, yeah, I didn't even realize that April's like right around the corner. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm going to wait till July because I got to pay. Don't send me the 1500s. Just take it. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, some of our listeners on the line. Uh, a Rod, A Rod, uh, our buddy Alex Rodriguez. I hope he uh, gets his job. We're trying to get him back in the company. Oh, we got a phone call coming in. Uh, hopefully, that is our president, Vinny Perone. We've been waiting for him to call in. Uh, hello, this is Tony, your host, speaking. Hey, Tony, how you doing? It's Vinny Perone. Hey, how you doing, Mister Perone, President, Principal Officer of Local 804, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing, President Perron? Good, Jamie. How are you? And uh, Anthony, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. I saw that yesterday. Thank you. I appreciate that, Vin. I saw the comment. I really do appreciate that, brother. So uh, we had a couple of questions for you uh, based on the layoff language. I know you went through it with some of the stewards on the conference call. A lot of guys are worried around the local about, you know, the situation with preloaders getting bumped by uh, two preloaders getting bumped, stuff like that, and exactly what's going to happen with Manhattan and the feeder guys. So do you want to just uh, reiterate some of what you mentioned on the conference call to put some of these guys' minds at ease on how you guys are handling the situation? Well, I'm um, sure. There's, there's no layoffs right now in, in package yet in Manhattan. So um, that's you know, that'll come up if and when it comes up. There's a, a feeder layoff, which, you know, I, I jumped the gun taking it back. But, um, you know, Tony explained it to me again. Basically, the company, first of all, they didn't even let labor know about the layoff. So they didn't do it right. They, they did it basically opposite, where they just said we could do with 37 less people instead of doing it the right way and figuring out which um, which legs of certain jobs could be condensed. So that's being taken care of now. There, there probably isn't going to be 37 people laid off in feeder, but if there's anybody laid off in feeder, they have the right to either accept the layoff and stay home. And now the benefit is, uh, I believe, for four months, unemployment is $600 on top of whatever unemployment is. But, you know, there's medical benefits, health care to be thought about, or they could bump back into their original center. Okay? Right. So as far as um, um, layoffs, if it comes down to package, 
I, I mean, look, everybody was just given a, a contract book in the last few months, and um, it's pretty much self-explanatory in there. Everything goes by seniority. Right? We're not cutting deals anywhere. Um, what we did do was, you know, Hector, Hector, you're on the show? Yeah, he's yeah, in here. Oh, yeah. So Hector's on the show. Um, he did, at our request, tell the company to move anybody who's on the existing transfer list that wanted to go to Suffolk or Yorktown or I, I forgot what other buildings to get them to those buildings. And hopefully, I think that was like seven or eight people, if I'm correct. Yes. Hopefully, that'll reduce the amount of uh, people getting affected by a layoff. But if you're a package car driver that's that gets laid off, again, you can take the layoff and it's an extra 600 bucks a week for up to four months, all right, besides regular unemployment. Or you have the right to, if you're on, like, say if you're on top pay, you can bump the lowest preloader, you know, the lowest part-timer, rather, not, not specific to preload, you can bump the lowest part-timer and keep your salary, you know, whatever you're making, um, but that should be in effect for the duration of the layoff. Or you can bump the two lowest part-timers and you would be getting eight hours pay for working inside at the top 22-3 rate. All right? Um, unless you're in progression. If you're not on top pay, then you stay at the rate that you're making. So uh, there are different options out there. You know, it, you can... You can accept assignment if you're if you're layoff if you get a layoff notice that you can bump a package car driver the junior one in the district. Okay, they might be they might be meeting people. You know, obviously this is going to affect Forty Third Street Manhattan South initially because of the lockdown in, in the city in Manhattan. But you know, if guys have the seniority on, and they're laid off, and they can they can bump to. Forster Avenue or Queens North or Maspeth or Laurelton, you know, wherever, wherever seniority takes. So it's, it, you know, look, this is unprecedented stuff. The only time in my 26 years that I've ever gone through an issue like this is like right before we went on strike in 1997. And, um, you know, the work was drying up a little bit because customers were, you know, they knew that UPS was probably going to go on strike that the Teamsters were, and uh, they started shifting work to, you know, FedEx and FedEx Ground. And I think at the time it was RPS, not even FedEx Ground. So, um, you know, we've never experienced something like this before. Unfortunately, we're the ones that are going to have to deal with it now. And we're going we're gonna to hold the company accountable. And, and they said they're going to follow the layoff language. It's not an issue. Well, well I got to say, uh, Vin, I just want to uh, commend the, the amount of work that you guys are putting in right now. This is an unprecedented situation, and you guys have been top-notch on handling it. Like, uh, I just the way that you guys have been going about hitting the buildings, uh, trying to get stuff for the members, talking to the drivers, trying to get uh, supplies, gloves, masks. I mean, you guys are really doing your all. I think everybody out here appreciates you, man. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Tony, um, I, I appreciate, you know, the kind words. I, I just finished saying this on the conference call or something to that effect. This is, I'm not looking and my guys aren't looking 
platitudes and applause. We're trying to do the right thing. Um, look, from the beginning, I said, keep politics out of it, keep personal beliefs out of it, keep affiliations out of it. At this point right now, if anybody is just looking out for their own self-interest, then shame on them. All right. I appreciate what you said, but you know, this is because this is our job. That's what we're doing. And we're going to continue it because we do have, you know, what I feel is the best membership out of all the Teamsters. And we're looking to just do the right thing and take care of you guys as much as possible. Hey, hey Vinny, um, I have a, a couple of questions about the, the layoffs. Um, of course you do, Jamie. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the, 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 the first question is, I guess some, well, a, a full-time helper was asking, where, where exactly in a language does a full-time helper fall on? What, what, what language does the full-time helper fall under? Is it, is it dealing with, they, they say, because when you read it, it says package night operations, and then it says package center outside operations or whatever. But if you're a full-time helper, what language should you, should you be looking at as far as with the layoffs? You're, if you're, first of all, just you know, to let everybody know, um, Foster Avenue, which is, I know, the only building you care about, Jamie, um, <laughs> Foster Village for him. <laughs> not even Foster Avenue. It's, no, but Foster Avenue is the only um, building. We're going to consider Ocean Hill part of Foster because right. it always has been. Yeah. It's, it's the only building in the local where they have full-time helpers. Mm -hmm. And I believe they make like 25 cents an hour, less than a regular package car driver. That was some, you know, thing that was tried however many years ago mm -hmm. um they're part, of, they're part of the package centers okay i don't know i don't know what is going to happen to those full-time helpers i believe the number is in the 20s if I'm, if I'm mistaken you can correct me or somebody um with social distancing being so paramount right now i am a little bit shocked that two people are on the truck together to begin with. Right. Okay, so now, if you're going by, like, just layoff language, those guys and girls would have to be afforded the opportunity to maybe drive their own package car. Some of them don't have licenses. They would have to be afforded the opportunity to bump two of the lowest part-timers and work inside the building. Okay, same as everybody else. Well, would would they would they fall? Would they would they be a little bit similar to what a, a twenty two point three? Even though a twenty two three is an inside outside type of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, they would be similar. I mean, you know, look if if Foster is you know in need of if package car drivers and those guys and girls can drive a package car, then why not put them on the road in their own vehicle as package car drives? If they can't drive a package car, then they should be able to work inside. I know Foster's not a hub, so they would have to basically split shift, mm -hmm. you know, unless they have back-to-back -back shifts available, which I don't know that there are. So they would have to preload in the morning and unload at night to make their eight hours. Okay. All right, we had another question. Um, we have a question from Mr. Ray Mathers. I know you remember him, Vin. He's the one that started that GoFundMe page. Uh, yes. 
He says, I'm filing for paid leave because I'm under quarantine due to a family member in my household testing positive. I'm on vacation next week. Will this affect or interfere with my leave request or interfere with his leave application? Would he get his vacation pay on top of the two weeks? See, see, Jamie, that's a hard-hitting question. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, please, no. Let Vinny talk, for Christ's sake. Um, I have have, uh, limited time because I got to get on another conference call in a little while. But um, I don't think you can double dip. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're on if you're on vacation next week, thank God and God bless you. Yeah, for real, Ray. Seriously. But what what I what I was um, talking about a little earlier, and um, you know, which is shocking to me, is that I have members from Foster, but from other buildings too, that want to work their vacations. They're like, oh, well, you know, I'm on vacation in two weeks. Well, why can't I work my vacation, you know, and just take a week later on? I want to be crystal clear with people. There's not going to be any travel to the Caribbean or to fucking Italy or France anytime this year for anybody. Nobody's getting on a cruise ship. when They all might be docked in New York Harbor as, you know, floating hospitals. So if you're on vacation, instead of, you know, looking to work and exacerbate the problem, stay the hell home and take care of yourself and your family. All right? I agree with you. Yeah, you got it, man. Well, uh, real quick question. Jamie wanted to know about this young 22-4. There's a, a 22-4 girl. She made her 40 uh, and 70, but they haven't really said anything to her, and now she's got to self-quarantine for two weeks. Uh, my question is, if you're not in the union, let's say they say she didn't make her 40 and 70, is she still going to get the two weeks pay? Um, why wouldn't, my position is, why wouldn't she get it if she's an employee of uh, UPS? Absolutely. There you go. I agree. So now, so now on top of that, being that she, she did her 40 days, she did more than 40 days and nobody said anything to her yet. She's self-quarantining now. Does she should she do the whole two weeks of quarantine or can she split it? Like if she's feeling better, can she come back in seven days or six days? How does that work? Um, could you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, so a lot of this stuff I just got off a conference call, and you know, my mouth is dry from talking so much. If you are sick with whatever, it could be a head cold, the flu, your main responsibility is to stay the hell home and away from your fellow brothers and sisters. That's your main goal. If you are, if you're self-quarantined, okay, you're self-quarantined because a family member might have coronavirus, etc., you need to wait the two weeks, which is, I guess, the incubation period, it's called. Uh-huh. See, if, see if you you manifest symptoms, right? And then I'm assuming go and get a return to work from a doctor. If you have the coronavirus and, you know, let's all pray to God that you have mild symptoms 
like I was just talking to a member on the conference call, that his whole family got it, and they all just suffered very mild symptoms. Right. After two weeks or three weeks, you don't just take it upon yourself to come back to work. As a good brother and sister, as a good human being, you would get medical clearance to come back to work. There's no, oh, I feel good today, I don't feel good tomorrow, I'm going to self-quarantine today, I'm not going to self No. If you're self-quarantined, then that's for the duration under a doctor's guidance, and you come back under a doctor's guidance. Okay. Now, can, could you explain? I know you explained it over the call as far as the pay. I know some people was getting getting paid as scheduled off, and they're worrying about how long it takes for them to get their two weeks paid for being self-quarantined. Can you explain that? You explained it on the call. It's, it's not. No, no, Jamie. The two weeks pay, according to the agreement between the IBT and UPS, is if you contract the coronavirus or if you are quarantined if, if because of a doctor or the company, you are not allowed to come to work. So they, they coded them off, <clears throat> scheduled off. I'm assuming for the same reason that like guys that work Tuesday to Saturdays, on Mondays they code them off, scheduled off. Because there's no UPS code that says coronavirus. Right. Okay, just like with your floating holiday, you know, they put it down as an optional because there's no code that says floating holiday. So this is a question that I will be putting to the company um, Monday, you know, tomorrow or, or Tuesday at the, at the uh, latest. Um, I don't know if, if people got this information. Um, did you guys talk about letting letting the employees know if somebody has the coronavirus? No, we did not, actually. We, we, we didn't get into that. For you. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, again, I can't I can't stay on too long, but right. you know, being that uh, the last week has really seen this grow, the amount of cases exponentially. Um, I emailed the company this morning because it just it didn't sound right what they were saying, and I saw what the CDC and OSHA says. I emailed every ops manager and labor manager in the Northeast District that I could get my hands on. And I said that, you know, Local 804 insists that if somebody shows positive for coronavirus, that um, the centers and the sorts and the preload inform the members that those people tested positive without giving, them, without giving the actual member's name and violating HIPAA. Um, literally within ten, 10 minutes, I got a call from uh, labor saying that starting tomorrow, which, you know, in UPS terms could mean tomorrow in half the buildings and Tuesday in the other half of the buildings, mm -hmm. that, started, that starting tomorrow um, in every center, they're going to show anybody that has, like, you know, a center where there's been positive tests, right. they're going to put it on, like, the television monitors in the building to let the members know that in this center, in this building, there have been positive confirmed coronavirus tests. Okay. Well, that's that's a plus. A uh, quick question from Carl Morial, uh, Vinny, before you go. If a family member gets it and we get a week into it being quarantined, do we get st do we still get uh we still get paid for the 10 days? Like let's say your family members you're quarantined cuz your family member and then now after the week into it now you have it. 
Now, do you get again? What is this a double dipping thing where you were uh, you had the two weeks because of a family member, and now you have it, so you need a third week? Um, that that's a good question. From the agreement, it was two weeks. Okay, so basically, after that, you're now, using your own sick days and hopefully some now, vacation. Hold on, hold on. If you're if you're taking care of a family member that is you know, contagious, then you have the right to go on FMLA and use your vacations and OPHs. And again, I stress to people that you're not traveling out of the country. You're not going to Miami over the summer to hang out on South Beach. Mm -mm. You know, you're not going to California. You're not going to Disney World anytime soon. No. So you use existing equipment, right? <laughs> the tools that are available to you, whether it's the two weeks or FMLA, anything that you could use. If you need to get paid, use it. Yeah, and uh, for those being laid off, if you don't want to go back to work right away, I believe unemployment is playing like $600 per person. If that's enough money for you to live on for the week, go for no, it. $600 no. plus the top. No. Plus the top. Yeah, well, the top is 504 right. for, you know, for anyone on unemployment plus the $600. Nice. So it's about $1,100. Wow. Okay, so, um, you know, just to reiterate what I talked about, on the conference call with the stewards and, and we're going to do that again. And, uh, you know, I think it was very successful. Um, from, from the beginning, this is like over a month ago. Now, um, we were scheduled to go to, uh, the national panel in, in, uh, Florida. We heard rumblings about this hitting the United States. Obviously it was just like a case here and a case there. Actually, I think there, at that time there was a cluster in Washington state. Um, I told Tony Rosiglione and Rocky DePaolo to go to Restaurant Depot and buy every fucking glove you could get your hand on. Mm. But that's how I said it. And uh, they did, and they, they had only 18 cases of gloves. Uh, and um, <clears throat> it got worse and worse. We've, we've tried working with you know the company and, and the safety committees and our stewards to... Make, make suggestions, stay on top of things. Um, we were told with that initial <clears throat> order of gloves that, um, you know, you can't hand them out because they might be latex gloves and people could be allergic and will be liable. We handed them out anyway. We, you know, we, we are the ones that um, talk to them about staggered start times, about having no PCMs. That, you know, they started doing them on the dyad, the PCMs. Um, about cleaning buildings, about, you know, getting outside contractors to clean these buildings and, um, you know, sanitize. Last week I, I put to the company that um, we should be, the company should be buying power washers, you know, because I saw the MTA doing that on, on some video and they thought that was a great idea. I told them there's got to be some way about, you know, to disinfect packages you know, just like missed them. And um, they said like, you mean like in Las Vegas with those water misters? I said, exactly. They immediately said, that's a great idea. They're looking into it with the company that they work with in New Jersey that makes, as they said, these kind of gadgets for them. So they said they might be able to do this in the hubs where all the packages go through, right? We've seen guys in hazmat suits cleaning out trucks. I would ask our members and everybody that's listening and our members listening, our stewards, 
we keep saying that we need stuff sanitized and, you know, gloves and masks. Number one, use the equipment correctly. Just because you have a mask and a glove doesn't mean that you're safe. And also, how can we ask the company to keep stuff clean and to sanitize buildings and sword aisles and trucks when we are still leaving piss bottles and and, and food half eaten food <laughs> on the shelves of our trucks. Yeah. When we, we when when we are not practicing social distancing ourselves, when I go into a building and there's four guys playing dominoes at a little lunch table on the side by the cafeteria, how can we expect something done if we're not helping out ourselves? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Vin. Um, and a lot of people appreciate that uh, at least the company is trying to do something. Uh, Matt Lockwood, though, says this, the bleach concentration is, a, is corrosive and that it, they've been spraying it inside the vans at Melvin and parking them with the windows shut. So when he comes in the morning and opens the door, it's sickening. And he told the CM they're working on something else. So I don't know if you heard about that, like the the the, the smell of the of the. Why are they keeping the doors closed? Why should they do it? Yeah, they should like leave the windows open or something. Well, they should they should leave the windows open, and you know everybody's scrambling for supplies right now. Um, there are supplies coming. Obviously, our our healthcare people need them first, and. Um, I'll say this. I've been told by the company that corporate, which is in Atlanta, is fully aware that New York is like basically the new ground zero for this yep. because of the density of the population and that they have supplies on the way from other parts of the country. Another question, Vin, and I'm sorry we're holding you up here. Please drink some water. Um, some of the members Make are a little last question. <laughs> some of the members are a little worried that uh, that they're not going to be able to get any tests, and you know how they're saying just stay home and quarantine. Being that we're essential personnel, one of the members was wondering: uh, Is there any way we can make sure that we're we get tests secured just for us? I know a member in my building had to get tested, and I hooked him up with uh, the city MD, and they gave him a test right away. The only thing is he had to wait seven days for the results. Is city MD doing that for all of us employees here, or is that just... Well, um, that's a good segue. I reached out yesterday, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll, put it, I'll let everybody know, because, again, this is not about you know, patting ourselves on the back. Just like one of our feeder drivers, Rob Santana, found those those masks, right? Um, Steve Oz suggested this. I thought about it. And, um, you know, at first I'm thinking, because I knew, you know, the price of testing when this first started, they were saying it's like $1,300 for test because you got to get tested for flu A, flu B, coronavirus, and then like a battery of other stuff. Um, yesterday, I reached out. I said, you know what? Maybe Steve's on the right track. I reached out to um, our guys on the Health and Welfare Fund to see if City and MD could set up mobile testing in our buildings. All right. Now, I haven't heard back from them because I don't know if it's really doable to, with the strain of the healthcare industry. You know, um, other people suggested also that UPS hire nurses or medical professionals to um, people's temperature going into buildings. I don't know how that's going to work, not only with like privacy 
stuff, but with the strain on the healthcare community. But we are looking into seeing if City MD could do like a uh, mobile testing on site. Oh wow, that would be great. Well, I'll. I'll... All right, Vin, listen, I want to thank you for answering all these members' questions. Thank you guys for everything you're doing. I know you guys aren't doing it for any real political reasons. You're basically just doing what you got to do for the membership because you guys took this job to make sure that we're all right. And it, to me, it, to me, I'm going to just say this because I know you're a fan of some of the Marvel movies. I feel like there's a group of people that they're like one Thanos and he snapped his fingers and he's trying to make half the fucking world disappear. But you know what? You guys are stepping up like the Avengers and uh, helping and doing what you guys got to do. So I want to thank you again and thank you for staying on the line this long. I know you got to make it another conference call. Uh, so we'll uh, see you and thank you so much. Hey, Anthony. Anthony. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Um, I just, I just want to say one more thing, okay? Um, again, we appreciate the membership. Um, this, this is a crisis that we've never seen anything of this magnitude before. Right. This is like something right out of a Stephen King movie or like some a horror movie. Biblical plague, Vin. What was that? It's a biblical plague. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> there could possibly there could possibly be a hundred million people in um, just in this country that are affected by by this coronavirus, and and thank God, almost all of them are going to show like very little symptoms. But what, what I will say, and I'll tell all of you and all the members, you know, people are talking about patriotism and heroic stuff. We, you guys, because not me, because, you know, technically I'm in an office, but you guys are not soldiers. You're not Navy SEALs. But now you're all being asked and, you know, forced to do stuff like this. And you guys are all like the real heroes. And you have to be heroes for your families, too. And you got to take care of your families and your own futures. And if you're sick, stay home. And all you owe them is a fair day's work for a fair day's pay. And they owe you guys safe work conditions as safe as possible. And we're going to make sure that you get them. Well, thank, thank you, you Mr. President. We appreciate you. Go, go get some orange juice yeah. and an apple crumb donut. Yes. <laughs> I have orange juice and chocolate donuts, Jay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Take care, Vin. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, easy guys. All right. Well, there you have it. Straight from the words of the president. That's right. Straight from the number one horsehead's mouth. Um, listen, uh, you know, Vinny touched on a lot of topics there. Um, uh, again, these guys are doing an outstanding job. This is... As he said, these are really unprecedented times. Nobody has ever dealt with anything like this. And for the members that I see that they're pointing fingers at one another, uh, guys fighting about who's entitled to hazard pay, who's not, guys uh, arguing about the sanitary conditions and point. Listen, again, it's it's a, it's a situation that, that is, it, it can't be controlled. This is happening throughout the world. I mean, Spain is at its worst. Italy, there are people dying by the by the thousands. It's just so bad. It's like you you can't even phantom the what's going on. A lot of people don't realize how how serious it is because they don't take it seriously. Um, 
I honestly myself was was not taking it that seriously, <laughs> you know. What happened? But now you know now that it hit home, I lost a member of my family, um, and and I know a lot of guys that are going through it. And and as Vinny said earlier, one of the members on the conference call, his whole family had gotten it. Thank God they all got minor symptoms and they all pushed through. Um, it's just it's starting to hit home. People are starting to see it within themselves, uh, the buildings. And again, the company, as Vinny was saying, the company cannot use the HIPAA law as a way to hide the infections. They are going to start coming clean. They can't name the people's names, but they can talk about at least what job this person was doing or what classification. This way we would be privy to that information so that this way we at least know, you know, if there's a supervisor who is touching paperwork or OMS was dealing with with you, uh touching do, boards you, you or boxes do, you do have to protect them the hippo law that yes identity, yes though. correct you, you, you have, have to, protect to protect the person's identity but at least warn the people let them know how many cases let them know so that they are ready and they can handle what's going on i mean i i, I me personally i understand as far as letting a center know let's say forsterville you let them know that someone in the building has it because if you let them know, me personally, if you let them know what position that individual is in, and that all of a sudden is not in, if you don't see a, let's say a driver, and you don't see that driver in for a couple of days, you're gonna assume that it's that driver, then that's how false information gets out. So if you just say someone in that, within that building or that center has it, they don't know whether it's a driver or preloader or clerk is someone in your area you know what i mean that's how i think it should it should happen rather than just saying identifying a specific right position but hey you know i'm, I'm just a driver so <laughs> <laughs> and a host <laughs> uh so uh local 804 radio hello all just got the call oh that's got to be our brother dave cintron yeah, dave, cintron. dave cintron. cintron if you are available and you can call the number 347-403-0705 we would love to hear from you so you can give us a little more information on on your uh on yep. your valent effort with rob santana to help get the membership these i9 these uh n95 masks that are have been fluctuating throughout the buildings as of the last few days uh, we he, would love Dave, to hear about Dave that. Sinter, he's a star. He, he's on a he's on a daily news cover. That's right. That's right. You know, he's he's up there. They got pictures of him. Uh, Rob Santana. I think they did a tremendous thing. Um, the, the 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 feeder driver. I, I mean, I would like to Dave to call to tell the story, but he was letting me know that the feeder driver uh, had gotten wind of this uh, shipment that this uh, pharmacy, I believe, was getting. And it was a bunch of gloves, like two pallets of uh, just boxes of gloves, and they were selling out. And Dave, when he told Dave, they went down there and well, well that was an N95 mask. Correct, the N95s, N95 which are mask. official, which are official yeah. mask. And and as Dave says, uh, it's not just for our protection; it's for the people's protection. Because you know, if you if you think you have it, that's three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five. Uh, I got a feeling Dave is going to call. We're, we're, waiting on, we're waiting on the BA, Dave Centron, to call in to answer a couple more questions. Well, we have a BA here, too. <laughs> Mr. Hector Fortis. Mr. Hector Fortis pushing the buttons over there. Let me hear Jamie's laugh real quick one more time because <laughs> he likes it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
I'm I'm not sure if there's any 22.3s out there, but I know someone had wanted, they asked a question about what was the top rate for the 22.3. The top rate for the 22.3 is $32.09 per hour. So just to put that out there, I'm not sure of any one of the 22.3 that's on the call or on the, the website. I want to give a shout out to all the business agents out there. Uh, that are doing their thing. Raul Molestina, the beard himself, Louis Barbon, Pete uh, DiPiero. I want to show some love to the VP, Chris Williamson, business agents, Lawrence Grant, all the trustees, uh, Mark Cohen. Up oh, again, a call. Let's let's get this call on the line real quick. Uh, Tony, your host speaking. Is this uh, Mr. Dave Cintron, our business agent? What's going on, my brother? What's going on, everybody? Hey, hey Jamie. How you doing, brother? Good, good, man. Good. What's, what's good, man? Oh, uh, man. We were, nothing's good. <laughs> Everything is bad right now. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a, it's a real stressful situation for everybody. It's stressful for the members. It's stressful for all of us, you know. So, you know, we just got to maintain calm and just do the do every necessary thing to keep safe, you know, and keep our family safe and especially our elders, you know, because if you, you know, you're out there and you get sick, you could get your your elders sick, your family, your moms, you know. So it's important to, uh, you know, do everything that, that you know, everything that's necessary to, to make sure you don't get yourself and other people sick. Right, right. Well, that is, that is a plus. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to send a shout out to uh, my boy uh, Rob. Uh, Santana for um, actually, you know, he was on the lookout for the mask, and when I got the call, I, ha- I happened to be uh, right next to the um, the safety director of the company and and the district nurse. So she was just, you know, she was telling me that they got, um, you know, uh, what do you call it, gloves, and I just happened to be on the phone and when I ran into them, I told them about the mask. And they were like, "Oh, that's that's awesome," and you know, so you know, I got the got them in touch with the guy who had the mask, and of course, you know, they were selling like hotcakes because you know, there's a big need for those masks, you know, and and you know, especially for the you know for the nurses out there who who are trying to um, you know doing you know they're they're out there um, in the hospitals and. They're in danger, you know. A lot, of, a lot of us are in danger too. But they're, in, they're, you know, they're like front lines. So, you know, um, but um, you know, I wanted to. Of course, I was thinking about members, and so was uh, Santana. So, you know, it took a little time for the company to reach, reach out to corporate to get the, um, you know, the okay to pay for the mask. And at the at the time, they had I think maybe six kids. When, when, you know, and, and, you know, Santana was telling me, yo, they're going. And, um, you know, there were people just going there and, and with credit cards buying, buying up Max masks. So, you know, he's, you know, it, it took a little time. So I said, you know what? I jumped in my car because, you know, I, I said, no, you know, you know, I, we need these masks. So jumped in my car and I flew down there, bro, <laughs> at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. So, um, and then I, I, I spoke to the uh, owner and, and I told them, listen, you know, you got to gotta hold out some of these masks for us. And, 
you know, it's important for, for our members who's, you know, they're out there front lines too, you know. And so that's what we did, man, and, and I'm glad it worked out. How many you know? masks, Dave, were you able to secure in total? It was 20,000 masks. All right. okay. So we have yeah. 7,300 members just alone in our local. So with 7,300 masks, that gives uh, masks to basically every member in our local and then some. Yes, that's yes. And, two. you know, shout out to Paulina, who she's the uh, safety director. I got to give her a shout out because she's, you know, she did the right thing. And, and she actually um, called, the, you know, corporate to, you know, she really cares about the employees, too. So big shout outs to her. You know, this is a joint effort. Um, she actually asked the guy to, you know, um, to she they want twenty thousand a week, so um, you know, hopefully this distributor could get it, and if not, you know, we we're looking around, and if anybody has masks, well, and, uh, well, I just got I just got a notification that there's someone that's close to our building that supposedly has masks too that is willing. To provide right. them to you, to the union, or to um, to the company. So, um, right. so I, I'll, if anybody get, has, I'll speak to yeah, that person that, tomorrow when I get in to see if that's actually, if they have them one as well. And if so, then I, I'll shoot you a text and you can speak to him. Or matter of fact, I'll right. even I'll, I'll give you his number and you can just call him tomorrow or whatever and deal directly yep. with him. Because, you know, my phone yep. is normally off until around 12, so... Yep, yep. You're not working and, and, next week. Yeah, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 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 and and also I want to I want to send a big big shout outs to all the safety committees. You know, you guys are doing an awesome job, and and you guys are pushing the company. You guys are are you know we can't do it all alone. We we need help. We need everybody in you know involvement. And I got a shout out to the safety committees. If you're a safety committee member, we, we, we got the mask. We got the company to get the mask. We got the company to get all these supplies. You need to push. You need to push your manager. You need to push whoever you got to push to get. make sure you get the supplies. Now, now, now speak, speak, well, speaking about that and being that I'm on the safety committee and dealing with, dealing with my building in particular, you know, we start a little bit later than the other side. So are, are we are we able to get a push on starting earlier so that way we can get all these supplies out to all these members because you know we as you know we only have a little bit of time and by that time we gotta we gotta start up so if we can start maybe maybe a little bit earlier for a couple of weeks or whatever I know we're getting well, supposedly getting a new manager tomorrow so right and 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 that's where you guys um go to your manager and tell them what your needs are and then i'm going to push the division manager to um let him know that we need more time so whatever time you guys need just communicate with your manager and communicate with with me especially my area where i do i do uh foster fosterville and now i'm handling feeder so you know my safety committees you know, if you need something, you tell me. I'll, I'll talk to the division manager, and you guys talk to your safety. Uh, you know, you have you have the union side of the safety, and you got the manage, management side of the safety. Who's whoever's in charge, you talk to them. You tell them what you need, and we'll 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 work it out. Okay. 
you know. All but right. a big shout out to all the safety committees, you know, doing doing their part. And I know this is not easy, and we didn't expect this. This was like, this just came out of left field. Um, I, me personally, what I what I've done, and I I I think it works. But I'm I'm not a medical doctor, so. Don't quote me on this, but what I did was I did increase my vitamin C. I um, I'm making sure that you know I, I I do get a lot of vitamin C. I know I know I heard on the news you know that these doctors that people who are infected they're actually uh, boosting their vitamin C. So I think that it's important for everybody to you know make sure that they you know well stay I, I, up know, with their I know for, I know for sure I'm I'm. I I'm a at risk person too, but um I I have to I have to either I have to take extra vitamin C I, I, every day regardless. So right, right. And I no, have to I, eat I properly too. And, and like I said, we're not doctors. I'm not a doctor, so don't overdo it. Don't OD on vitamin C either. Right. No, well, <laughs> you know? I have to take a certain amount every day, right, no matter right. what. Yeah, just I think. If 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 I'm not mistaken, it's like what is it? It's ninety something uh, micrograms of, of vitamin C that you should be taking daily. What do you know? Or you're I'm not, not sure. I'm not sure I of the number. I just know that you could I take have up pills. to two hundred milligrams. I have pills. I just know I have to take a certain amount of pills a day. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's if you go on that's Google, you'll see. You know, make sure that it's a, a official, you know, uh, website, and and just you know, th that's what I did. You know, that's I increased my vitamin C, and you know, because you know you do everything you can to try to, you know, help yourself and your families to make sure that you don't get anybody infected. Well, all right. Well, the uh, I guess my my question to you is, I asked Vinny, and this this one deals with you being, you know, you're the BA for this individual. The individual did way more than forty days, about like forty somewhere between 45 and 50 days and the individual was feeling sick they went to the doctor and the doctor gave him a paper to quarantine self-quarantine for 14 days but the thing is the individual didn't get or hear from anyone yet or get that approval that they may book yet so what sh should that individual do because well they're not, well, first, they they suppose they were told to come they were going to come back in a couple of days and that couple of days they didn't com that wouldn't have them complete those two weeks of self quarantine because they said they right. feel better so I you know I don't want to give the individual the wrong information so I was I was telling the individual they need to speak to speak to you yeah so what what first and foremost we we got to make sure that he's good and his health is good and you know that um he recovered 100 percent, or he's good to go to work as far as if he made his 40 days and he and he feels that you know obviously if he made his 40 days i will look i will check his time card to make sure he's there you know so that's something that all i gotta do is get his information his id number and i definitely look because there are guys that you know, actually made it, and the company said no, they didn't make it. So I actually looked, and they did make it, and they had to pay them back pay. So okay. you know, 
that's something that we have. So, you know, so with something like that, on top of. Sh- should that person contact you tomorrow and speak with you about it and see, and I guess you handle it from yeah. there before they yeah, come well, back? Well, I know that your shop steward gave me a list of guys mm-hmm. um, to, to look over. Um, I, and I, this is why I tell the that individual, was, I, I remember if it's the same list I seen that in, that individual wasn't on that list. Okay. So just tell him to get with his, you know, we, I don't like to overstep anybody. Right. I would get with, I would have him over, uh, get with the steward first. Remember and, the, remember the individual was out on self quarantine. So, right. Okay. But you say he made the days, right? So right. I, so I guess I will relay the information to the shop steward. And right. then they can call the shops to it. Okay, just make right sure. and right. And if he has his days and, and he may book, and the company doesn't, you know, you know, put him to work, then then he's gonna be owed money. You know. Okay. Well, the, well, the main question was, should they return to work before the fourteen days is over? That was the main the main issue. But I'll, I'll let I'll let the shops do it. Handle that. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Real quick, Dave, we got a quick question from somebody here in the chat room. Uh, what do we do about pickups? Uh, call tags, RS1s, etc. If someone goes to a house, person gives it to you. I know a lot of drivers don't want to take it. They think person or persons may have COVID. What should we do? Leave tag a lot. Leave tag a lot of drivers wondering. They're saying, should he leave the tag? A lot of drivers are wondering, like, is it... Would they get in trouble if they feel the person's got COVID? Or can they put, like, COVID in the remarks column and just keep it moving? First of all, if if how do they feel that the person has COVID? I mean, let's say the person comes up, if they got the they package, to, and they're sneezing and coughing. They have to have that sign on the door saying that they are... Quarantine. They, they quarantine, so then the driver don't have to go to that door when they have that sign there. But if that sign is not there... Um, are you getting another call? No. Oh. So well, you know, of course, safety is always first, and you know, if if you feel unsafe, you know what you do. You call. You put it on the company. You call the company and say, "Hey, look, this is going on," and you put it on them first. You know, and and if it's if if the company doesn't give you the right response and what you feel is not right, and your safety is in jeopardy, of course, you're going to reach out to your shop steward. And your shops to reach out to the supervisor or the manager or whoever it is, and if it, if it doesn't get resolved there, then I will reach out to his boss, which be be either labor or the division manager, uh, whatever the situation is. Uh, another question, uh, with all this more of a statement. Um, Vinny was saying on the conference call, and just for the all the members out there listening, know. Um, uh, you guys mentioned that all steward elections would be postponed in, indefinitely or until is there a specific date for all those members out there who are looking to run for steward? Yeah, right now that's on hold. Um, you know, like Vinny said, this is, uh, you know, this is not just here. This is all over. I think the, um, uh, well, I know the, um, steward meeting is on is on hold for now, and so is the uh, general membership meetings. It's on hold. It's on hold. But, okay. Yeah, all of it's going to be on hold because we have to, uh, because of this crisis. Right. You know, you can't have, uh, you know, uh, you know, a cluster of people together. You know, more than a certain amount of people. We got to keep social distance. So it's it's 
it's you know right now it's on hold but as soon as we hear something you know we we're gonna uh we're gonna definitely let you know and we're gonna postpone it for another day as far as the meeting i would i would make a suggestion i guess i'll make it to Vinny whenever he gets it maybe maybe all of the the bas can do the conference call or right uh, right or youtube or we or can always YouTube. just have you guys come on Union Power Radio yeah, on the What the Heck Show. Yeah, like and you guys could YouTube. speak here on the mics and you could talk to the membership and do what you need to do. And we can take the questions through the chat room or Facebook Live even, you know, maybe do it like we did when uh, when uh, EMS was running for office and we all pick a place to go to and we could... Uh, you know, have the answers and questions from the people answering the questions and, you know, asking the questions online. Or, or I know, I know maybe even the Zoom. I know every when you get on there, there's a video, there's video Zoom where everybody that's on there, you can see who's on there live. Right. Well, so, I mean, I that's a suggestion. I, I'll throw it out to them. No, and, and I think that um, I believe that the best best way and the best option is doing it through um, the conference call where everybody goes on the conference call and um, we keep people updated and you know I, I, we'll talk to Vinny and we'll, we'll we'll get together we'll have a staff meeting with the members I mean with the with the uh, board to see exactly how we're gonna do this but um we, we do have plans and um, you know Vinny Vinny already said what you know pretty much what we're gonna do yeah uh well listen i think you guys are doing again dave thank you so much for getting the members that those those masks you did a great job there i mean you and 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 and, and a lot of love to rob santana uh the feeder driver who uh who made that who who was able to find that and and for you to go out there and and go out there and negotiate with these people. Thank you so much. I'm trying to get the company to to, and thank you guys for all the pressure you guys been putting on the company to try to help get this done. Because at at, at the end of the day, they were a little lackadaisical going into this. You know, we've had members uh, at Foster Avenue at our in our safety committee, guys like Sean B, uh, Juan Acosta, and all the members there at the safe. Uh, you know that we're they have been asking for supplies for a while, and it, and it's about time that something was done about it. And I guess it took you guys from the union to to make the push and start showing up with gloves and getting these deals with masks to make it happen. Well, we had a we had a for the safety committee we had a emergency meeting one day. And all of that was brought up. We had an emergency meeting with, with for our our building with Kirby and I can't recall the lady's name, but we had had we had to have an emergency meeting basically basically speaking about the supplies and the cleanliness of the building and ever since then it's been on the road. it's been on the road. It's been happening. So but like I said, like and like Benny said, we still have to do our part with keeping our trucks clean getting rid of the piss bottles, getting rid of the trash and things like that. Now, I know it's it's going to be a lot even a lot harder because a lot of businesses are closed and as you know, you don't have nowhere to use the the urinal or to use the stall. So, if you if you take a leak in the truck, get rid of it. Don't forget and please don't forget to try to find somewhere to wash your hands. And if you can't wash your hands, bring some sanitizers or something but you need to do something because remember yeah. the virus is out there we so. we get that it's hard out there especially now with all the businesses being closed the drivers don't have their usual stops 
you know, drivers uh, know where they can go on their routes to use the bathroom, to wash their hands, to clean up. And because of all the businesses being closed, it's getting a little more difficult for them yeah. to do so. So definitely bring uh, whatever hand sanitizing wipes or, I mean, uh, I know in our building, uh, we have uh, got a bunch of uh, hand sanitizing wipes and, um, you know, uh, clean, clean the best you can. I mean, you know, the, again, these are unprecedented times and sometimes uh, desperate times calls for desperate measures, you know. But don't 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 let the desperate measures have you stop from washing your hands. <laughs> no, no. Well, thanks. Yep, yo, I, thanks for calling, no, thank, Dave. No, thank you, guys. Thank you to the safety committees, the co-chairs for putting the pressure. Let's continue to push, put the pressure. Let's uh, let's let's keep it going, brothers. All right, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you, thank you, you Mr. Man. Centron. Have a good one, brother. Thanks for calling yeah, in. One 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 thing I can say is. Centron has been putting the pressure on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Centron's yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, all the business agents, man, they really are. Uh, I mean, we feel Centron. We feel Dave Louie because we're in our buildings, but uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of buildings that the guys say well, the yeah, same Centron about. Oh, yeah, Centron and Louie. Right. You got, you I, got, I, see, I keep forgetting about Louie. Well, he, I deal with Louie regularly. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's But I've dealt with him a couple of times, and they've they, they, they been working, man. Yeah. I give them that much. Uh, and I've spoken to many members from other buildings and, um, you know, uh, they, they say the same things about their business. You know, Lou Barbone gets a lot of love. Hector Fortis over there behind the mic there kicking ass every day. I mean, all the guys, Raul Molestina, you, you hear you hear about these guys getting a lot of love. You, if you're in the 804 group, you see the love that they get on Facebook. I mean, they're, they're doing an outstanding job. And I know these are tough times. And again, I have to say the word unprecedented because nobody's ever dealt with any like anything like this. Unless you were around in, uh, what was it, 1907 when the Spanish flu hit? <laughs> nobody, nobody knows or, or, or has uh, dealt with anything uh, anything like this. So this is, uh, we're living in some crazy times. Uh, Mr. Sanchez, the GR85. I tried calling in, uh, sent a voicemail, not saying... But I have a great question about 22-4 and equal pay. Uh, yes, Joe Doherty and the Boy Scout himself, Scott Damone. Yeah, I mean, your boy, your boy, I said the Boy Scout. Your boy, Scott Damone, yes. Uh, 1918, Greg, thank you for correcting me. I stand corrected. The Spanish flu was in 1918, not 1907. That is correct. <laughs> Greg, you would know that. <laughs> The guy well, is great with numbers. Well, I want to shout say out to Greg Kerwood in Local 25 in Boston. Again, uh, Greg Kerwood has a great page. If anybody's interested, Team says 401k what's, resource page. What's 1918? I wanted to talk about this because Greg is here on the line. Uh, everybody is losing their crap over the 401k dropping. Mm. I mean, you know, uh, I would have to say, and I'm sure Greg says this all the time on his page. Relax, guys. Yes, oh, the value of the shares has dropped. We all knew that was going to happen on a pandemic like this. That cannot be avoided. But don't start going crazy and moving your stuff around because as you can see Leave over the last few that. days, it's been going up. You haven't lost your shares. Just the value has decreased. Leave it where it's at. Because if there. you move it, then you, 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 you take that loss. <clears throat> when you move it, that's when you take the loss. Leave it where right. it's at. And correct me if I'm wrong, Greg. Now is the time to put as much as you can into it because you're buying really low. Exactly. <laughs> you're buying really low. Everything is so cheap right now. So get it while it's cheap. This way, the value, when it increases, you just made a killing. So relax, everybody. Everything is good. You, ha you have to realize. And Greg says you, that's if correct. You, Thank you, Greg. If you <laughs> bought a stock at $75 and it decreased and you made some 
some value off of it, and now the value went down, and you sell it, you sell it at that less value. So now you pocket that loss. Keep it so that way it can go back up. There's no reason to get get rid of it. Relax. Yeah. You're in, you're, you're, you have years. Stop stop losing your shit, you know? I had a guy going, I gotta I tell lost Eddie like Gonzalez. $70,000. Yeah, Eddie like, Gonzalez, he's a pain. <laughs> Keep it there, Eddie Gonzalez. <laughs> Relax, guys. You, you, uh, eventually the economy's gonna get better again and everything's gonna go back up. We just gotta get past this pandemic. It's gonna be a rough go through. We're all gonna be making sacrifices. Um, so <laughs> Greg says, correct, Dr. Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, big shout out to Greg on his page. If you're looking for any 401k information, that's a good one to go to. And <laughs> I, I know some of us is on the, the Facebook, the local 804 team's Facebook. And there was a couple of, I'd say, disrespecting posts. If... If you don't like the post, just disregard it. Don't even say anything to it. If you say something to it, the more you you post or comment on it, it jumps to the top. Just let it sink to Are the bottom. Are you referring to any uh any anything the, the in particular? The pussies post. Oh, the pussy the pussies post. Okay. Uh, let it go. It, it is what it is. Everybody has their own view about things. Um, me personally, I don't even I don't say anything. Just I don't even read. I don't even read it. I, once no. I hear something that I don't like, or oh, I see something, I, I let it go. So screw the equal pay? No, no, no. We're not trying to say screw the equal pay here, Sanchez. Sanchez, if you want to call up. No. Somebody, somebody at your door? Hello, who's on the line right now? This is Tony, your host, speaking on Union Power Radio, the What the Heck Show. Kimberly Schultz. Oh, Kimberly oh. Schultz, how are you? I'm great, and I've been listening to this fantastic program. Oh. Very informative. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow, coming from you, that's huge. I'm a big fan, by the way. That name sounds familiar. I remember hearing about that name. <laughs> oh, she's occasionally I pop up. <laughs> she's well known. She's well known. I met her in Chicago. Uh, I don't know if you remember me. I was uh, very quiet in Chicago. I was just, uh, you know, <laughs> I was introduced. In? Yes, I was taking it all. It was my first trip to Chicago, and it was uh, quite overwhelming. Uh oh, Joan, I like her voice, Joan Elaine. I'm you sorry. better cut it out, Jamie. <laughs> you better cut it out. Kimberly Schultz is all mine. <laughs> well, I'm just hanging out here in the fresh air in Florida. <laughs> Are you? Oh man, how is it down there? What part of Florida? I live in Plantation, like Fort Lauderdale area. Okay, Kim Kimberly, I, mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad you're on. The, uh, no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I'm just saying it's. I'm just sitting out here listening to you guys, and it's been really, it's been exciting and interesting, and I'm glad to see that 804 is just as active as always and proactive, and all the things you guys have done to protect the members. Thank you so much. Thank yes, you. these guys are doing what they need to be doing. How about you tell us uh, for the listeners out there who don't know who you are, tell them a little about yourself and uh, what local you represent and your position. So I'm with the international. I'm with the IBT. I'm the vice president of the Southern Region. Um, I ran with Teamsters United and Fred Zuckerman and John Palmer and that group, and six of us won. In 2016, and right? I, um, uh, and when 20? Yes, 2016. And I've been with, um, I'm now affiliated with 769. That's my local now after they revoked my charter. 
but I'm more active with the IBTs. I mean, that's more what I, my involvement and what I do. I'm not. I'm and I not, like my position. I just like to be more active. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly, but I. They say I, it's I know it's something with your name in it as far as the upcoming elections. If I'm correct. Well, well, well. What we were discussing something. was she was one of the members that we, uh, me and Hector and a few other people felt was not mentioned or brought there on to goes, the Sean O'Brien slate. Right. And right. I have to say, Kimberly, being a fan and knowing the advocate that you are. And uh, meeting you in Chicago and and your presence alone, I would have to say that would be a huge mistake. I feel on the part of Sean O'Brien and his slate. Um, yeah, I well, yes. I mean, I'm <laughs> going to say yes. Sorry, I wasn't expecting this question because uh, Jacqueline and I wanted to talk about one of the movements that we're starting and that we've been promoting and and really that I started in 2017. But to to go back. I just we're looking at having women in general be more active and more have more of a presence right on right. the boards of locals on the negotiating committees and the international level because I think when you go back there's only been about four women at the international level wow what started with Diane Kilmory who was a reformer okay and a TDU right and then um myself and then we have uh, becky out of chicago and there was one other woman i believe i don't recall her name so how, how do you go about getting getting more women to be to get involved like wh how do you do that well what's this movement that we're talking about here well we started our facebook page and we're actually working on our uh website is jacqueline on the phone hector no no, no, one, no one else. Phone? No one else is on the phone but you and me. Not even uh, Tony. We, what are you talking about, man? Listen, you could uh, totally ignore this guy here next to me. Okay, I'm Batman. He's Robin. We're having a private chat on a public radio show. <laughs> so no, go ahead, continue, uh, Kimberly. So you're starting this movement. You started with a Facebook page, I believe. I I uh, joined it. It's um. Uh, what's the name of the page for Kingsford's Women United? Okay. And what we're trying to do is we're creating a movement. And Jacqueline and I, Jacqueline and I, Elzade, she's out in California. We met. Um, we actually met because she sent out a letter, and she talked about changing the Teamster name from. International Brotherhood of Teamsters, International Brotherhood and Sisterhood. She just felt that as women, we should have, we should be more represented, including in the name. And right. then we connected from there. John Palmer connected us. And we started talking. And, you know, in 2017, I made a speech um, at the Women's Conference, which they've never let me speak after that. But I, did. And I made a speech about having more women and how to empower women and how to become more active in our in our locals in our international and it's more to be inclusive so it's not to be exclusive of the men and our brothers it's to run with them and to be more representative of the membership and so Jacqueline and I started talking and we started playing around with the things that I had talked about a few years ago and we just came up with this slogan which I don't know have you seen it did you see our what's the slogan 
brothers we hear you do you hear us oh Two yes sisters oh, okay. yes yes i did hear that slogan say, say it again brothers we hear you do brothers, you hear we us hear you. do you hear us teamster uh, sisters uh, obviously jamie's not listening <laughs> he, he doesn't hear you, Kimberly. But I so hear you. I know, right? Should I, I send him a you. T-shirt? I'm gonna send you a T-shirt. Uh, yeah, send him a T-shirt. I, I, I hear you. I just want them to hear you again. Your beautiful <laughs> Hector, voice. Hector, I want them to hear the your beautiful guy, voice. And we're waiting for them to arrive. They're already. It should be coming soon. I'm expecting because it's been a couple weeks. Um, and so, what, what that slogan for me isn't meant to be exclusive. It's meant to like invite discussion and open a dialogue. And that's why we did it. It was kind of open up to get people to look at it and say, hey, what does that mean? Or start talking and then open up a conversation. Right. I had a woman call me recently and she said, you know, I always wanted to run and I never have because I'm not sure what I can offer or would I be able to do the job. And I think that's what we experience as women, a lot of self-doubt. Not that we can't do it, but I think we sometimes may doubt ourselves and our and our real abilities. We do it behind the scenes. We manage our families, we manage our households, we manage our do- jobs, and we multitask. But sometimes when it comes to stepping into the shoes of someone like what the great things that Vinny's doing, we don't always see ourselves as having the capacity to do that. No. And so... Our movement is to, and we call it a movement because we're looking to build on it and do that through education and um, training and using Zoom, by the way, which I've now become quite adept uh, to because we use it for courtroom proceedings. So all of our hearings mm-hmm. down down here are being done through Zoom, either video or audio conferencing. Oh, nice. Which has worked out great, I have to say. Where's Jackie? Where's I don't Jackie? know. That's what I said. Are we going to call her? She, I gave you, her the number. I mean, I gave her the number also, but she's not calling in. Jacqueline, you want to give can a, you call you, in? You want to give her a minute? <laughs> Is she listening? Do you want to call her? And She's listening. She's been listening. Oh, okay. okay. Well, Jackie, please call in. Uh, the number is 347-403-0705. Um, I commend you, uh, Kimberly. I think uh, I think it's important for uh, women in our local. I mean, we have some strong women in our local. You absolutely. being one of them, you are absolutely Kioma. one of the strong. Right, Kioma, <laughs> our girl here at, at Local Eight Hundred Four. Kioma is not play any games. She's a hardcore no. steward. Um, I mean, you got uh, Jane, uh, Joni Lane Miller, uh, Jamie's girl yeah. out of six two three in uh, Pennsylvania. We have Jody Kipping. Eight eight oh four. That's it, Jody Kipping. Oh wait, Kiomas, Kiomas. Wait a minute, Kiomas just Valetta said something. Eight oh four too. Oh wait, Kiomas got some advice. It looks like here, Kiomas says use social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, create women committee pages within your hub building facility. If possible, talk to members on executive boards in your local for help with creating nonprofit organizations, just like we have in local eight oh four with our director of operations. Okay, all right. Kioma, you're welcome to make the to call in as well. We would love Absolutely. to get a female perspective here. Um, three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five. Call in Kioma. I think it's uh you know women for us to make because look we're we're about thirty percent of the membership we are, so that's that's over four hundred thousand women. 
Wow. And when you look at the statistics, there's you really don't have a lot of women in leadership positions. And I, I consider that also as business agents. You know, women may be shop stewards, but a lot don't move up to business agents. They don't run on the board. And I think it's it's women reaching out to their brethren, right, and saying, hey, we want to be a part of your board too. Right. And brethren, brothers reaching out and saying, we want women on our board as well, and I and sometimes I'm not I'm not saying it's necessarily intentional. Sometimes it's more of your comfort zone, right? You're more comfortable, maybe with an all male board, like you, or you think about these are your closest circle of friends, and this is who you're going to run with. And I think it's both sides taking the step to say, hey, we want to be a part, and we want you to be a part of it. Right. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, Kiyomo also think? says, I, I, I love it. I mean, I agree. You know, uh, women do make up a strong part of the membership, and there are a lot of strong minded, strong willed women that, uh, um, yeah, I, forgot, I listen, forgot about, I didn't know her last name, but now I know it. And Andrea Cato, a- Andrea Cato out of Foster Avenue is another, uh, uh what, she's an alternate steward, she's a Times Plaza alternate steward. You know, quiet but very fierce. <laughs> and Kioma says she's fortunately she's a been close friend. For a while, right? Yeah, uh, Kato's oh. been around. Yeah, Kato's. How about, how about um, Apple Curry's coming along? Apple Curry's, yeah, yeah, that's right. Esther Curry, Esther. she's doing a great job. Greg Kerwood, our brother from Local 25 in Boston, says absolutely. Women are the untapped resource of this union. Yes, very, very well put. Very well put, Greg. Look at that. <laughs> I love Greg. Greg's the best. Um, I agree. Yeah, so so basically that's that's it. Watch man. it, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie. And in keeping with your theme, as you know, you guys were talking about safety and stuff like that. I would encourage people to continue going to the CDC website. Okay. And you know, getting updates yeah. on staying healthy and and even checking in with your local health department and your state. You know, resource center. Like I work for the county, and I mean the state, and they're actually encouraging us now to work at home if we can. Well, well, right now, right now will be a good. Well, they can they can give me that robot. I'll do the robot. I'll drive the train with the robot. (laughs) (laughs) Drive the truck with the robot and and deliver it. Ah, how about that? Do we see this as encouraging? Is um, you know, because Amazon says they're going to be doing a lot of hiring. So that will that mean more deliveries for what, what UPS? As they're well? doing they're doing a lot of hiring because a lot of people are leaving. Don't think right. they're hiring just because they're getting more volume. They're doing a lot of hiring because people are leaving, and people are not coming to work. They don't. So that's why they're doing hiring. I saw that they were raising the their wages by two dollars until the end of April. Because people are leaving, yeah. <laughs> you know they don't they they're not coming. They, they thinking that pay is just going to satisfy a worker. No, people want real money for what they're doing, yep. especially the delivering in this during this pandemic. They want to be paid properly. So absolutely with benefits. With benefits, because I don't think a lot of Amazon offers uh, and has it paid. Like, we want yes. has it paid. We're out there, we're out there with, with, with police officers, firemen, EMS. We, we yep. should get hazard pay too. We're, we're, we are essential. I want to bring up a point. Uh, there's a, a gentleman on the line, Sanchez. He's talking about uh, equal play for 22-4s and RPCDs. That that can't happen because it's a That's separate classification. Yeah. It's in the contract. The IBT made that happen. They made that. 
had and nothing to do with the local. That was the IBT. That's the IBT language. Yeah. So so that's IBT language. There's nothing we could do about that. If you want to get the equal pay, you you just try to do what you can as far as well, getting well, into the RPCD there position. There is something you can do about it. Go in. when it when it's time for election time, you pay attention and you vote. That's right. That's all you can do. That's right. If you don't, if you you could talk about it now, but when it comes election time. And you receive that that ballot. Now you don't even get the ballot in the mail. You get it. You can go. You can go on a computer, and actually vote. Don't wait to the last minute, and then vote. Vote immediately. You know what you're going to vote for. You know what you're going to do. By then, by election time, once you get, receive a ballot or you receive an email or whatever, you already know what you're going to do. So just vote immediately. Here come a call. Uh, somebody, please, uh, we got somebody else calling in. Could that be Jacqueline calling in, or is that Esther Curry out of Forster Uh, hello, it's Esther Curry, and I am calling in. Hey, what's up, Hello, guys. Another strong woman. Uh, uh Esther Curry, yeah. so that you know, we are on the line with Kimberly <laughs> I'm, Schultz. I'm she listen- is, she is I'm also- listening. Okay. I'm listening to everything and stuff like that. Um, this is my first time calling. And um, it's been a very interesting show. Apple Curry is my Facebook name. <laughs> oh, wow. Esther Curry is my real name. Okay, we got Jackie now. Hold on a second. Uh, hold Apple. on. Uh, hold on. See, I keep calling her Apple. Hold on, Esther. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hi, this is Jacqueline Elizalde. I'm calling in the radio. Oh, with, right. uh, Welcome to the Oh, we oh, got three ladies on the line right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. We are being overrun here, gentlemen. Uh-oh. That is it. <laughs> Even from good. a distance, we're taking over. That's it. <laughs> Keeping Listen. our distance. Keeping our distance, right? Six feet yeah, apart. Six feet apart. Six feet apart. Eight apart. <laughs> we're, we're, like, we're like miles and miles apart right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm out in California, Los Angeles County. So that's that's pretty far from you guys. Yeah. On the other side. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so we got three strong uh, union advocates yes. on the line. One of them being Kimberly Schultz down uh, uh, down south in Florida. We got uh, Jacqueline over here, all the way from California, and we got Esther Curry, all the way from Brooklyn on Foster Avenue here in New York, at local the epicenter of the pandemic at Local Eight Hundred Four. Yeah. So. Um, Kimberly, uh, as you guys know, is starting a movement. I, uh, uh, Kimberly, are you the are you the spearhead of this movement? Well, it's kind of the brainchild from with Jacqueline. Okay, and and actually, it's not just Jacqueline. There's some other women we were speaking with, and then we kind of all like Rosemary, Rosie, and we just kind of started talking and playing with ideas and. It's something that I've been toying with since this, you know, since I gave that speech a few years ago, and we just kind of started getting it moving. And right now, actually, we should have a Facebook page or at least a landing page in about a week. They've already started working on it, and we're just finishing up. So I think so. Jacqueline's a big part of it as well. That's right. That's right. It just um, it's a funny story how. All of the women that have connected, um, we all kind of um, share similar ideas and concerns that um, that we bring forward towards our locals and then at the international level. And it just seems like we have similar concerns, um, 
similar views as to where we want to see our union going forward and and that's just how we connect it's like we share those we share those that vision and we start talking about it and and it's just an instant connection and kim and i connected i want to say last year um through john palmer John Palmer, I, I wrote a letter to all the um, international uh, VPs, including the president. And uh, for some reason, uh, Kim never got my mail and neither did John Palmer. He said, something's going on up there. They don't give us the mail. So, <laughs> so when I ended up talking to him, he says, hey, you should talk to Kim. She's great. She's amazing. She's a woman um, at the uh, at the international level. Actually, she's the only uh, VP currently at the moment. And, and that's how I connected with Kim. And, and after that, it's, it's just... Uh, we just started uh, sharing ideas and, and views and whatnot. So, so that's kind of a little backstory of how I connected with Kim. And you're in California out of what local? Local 1932. It's a public employees um, union. Are you on, Are you yes. on the executive board there also, or? No, I'm rank and file. Just oh rank wow! And file. Just rank and file. Just representing for the membership. Exactly. I, um, we actually used to be part of the San Bernardino County Public Employees Association. And when that contract ended about five years ago, I want to say, uh, Teamsters was looking into organizing it. And um, they ended up uh, winning over the uh, SBC Sarah because there was a lot of issues with that association. And so when we became Teamsters, we did see a huge uh, turnover. It was just, uh, you know, things were moving a lot faster. As a matter of fact, we just got our contract negotiated uh, uh, with a 10.5 pay rate increase over the next term of the contract. So that was really nice for a lot of the workers there. Wow. Okay. We got some friends out of San Bernardino, California, uh, Gemini and Tow Truck. Uh, Dean Doss and Wayne Ponsky, two feeder guys out of, uh, one's out of Ontario, I believe, and the other one, I think he's in San Bernardino. I'm not sure. But, Are they drivers? Uh, yeah, they're, they're feeder truck. They're, they drive the trailers. Uh, they do their own show, uh, usually earlier, way earlier than ours around. I believe out there on your time, it's like 9 in the morning, and we could listen to them here around 12, something like that. So uh, those guys have a fun, informative show. If you ever get a chance to listen to them, they do it on Instagram. I have not, but I will. I will listen in because I know I have a lot of brothers out here that are out, you know, driving. In the, and it's just, it is really crazy right now. They are working overtime. They are out there, you know, because you have the, the drivers that deliver a lot of the food, the food and, and medical supplies. So they're what they call essential workers on the front line. And they are really exhausted just working out there, making sure those shelves are full um, for a lot of the people that are you know trying to stock up on groceries so i i i hear them it's just, it's just a lot of stuff going on right now so we we, we have um a alternate shop steward for the for the insiders um s to curry also is on the line so what as an alternate steward what 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 should her next step be to to continue her movement up and up the ladder as far as getting closer to our like to the IABTR becoming a BA, what should her next move be? Well, what would Esther like to do? Just... Oh, wow. Very good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just taking baby steps and uh, just wanting to learn more about being a active um, member in the union. So I'm just taking one step at a time right now. How long have you been a shop? You're a shop steward. 
Um, I got called on it last July. Okay. How do you like it? Um. Well, you 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 have to have you a very hard. clear mind. <laughs> you yeah. have to have a very clear mind, and you have to be very calm when you're dealing with situations. Because a lot of people wonder why 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 am I being very very quiet? I'm not really saying anything. I said because you have to look at it the bigger picture of mm-hmm. how things are. You you got to pay attention to the information that you're receiving. And you can't just be hasty and just give up, learn on an answer. You got to make sure you give out the right answer. That's right, Esther. Listening is key. Uh, okay. It's not and all stuff like that. So, I mean, it's something new and, um, and I'm always willing to learn. Esther, I'm sorry. I don't, were you appointed or did you run? How does it uh, work in your local? As an well, alternate, I, I, I believe she you're, was appointed. You're appointed as an alternate. Yeah, she's an alternate steward. She was appointed. Okay. To become yeah. a steward, you can you can also be appointed, but normally you have to run. And normally our time to run I is did. about it's coming up now in May, but it's been it's been pushed back due to the pandemic. So mm-hmm. right, there will be no elections coming up for stewards. I, I, I don't know. How, I did run to be um to be uh the shop steward and um I lost by two votes. Oh, wow. And, um, yes. Close. Um Hector um I know he's there. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> he was there at the election <laughs> and he was he's kind of shocked when we actually tied. She lost by two <laughs> votes. Esther. <laughs> in the election. And I know he he was he was like what is going on here? That election was kind of that, that election <laughs> was kind of weird uh, because she, was, they were tied. Very, very, very weird. They were. It was tied. Wait, did you guys flip a coin? <laughs> no, actually, no. <laughs> it, it was it was tied. Right then they had two other people to come vote. They they voted and made it another tie. <laughs> it was crazy that 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 voting. What? Yeah, yeah. it was really wow. crazy that day. But um, like I told the guys. I will always be on the floor to um, to help other members and stuff like that. And about a few weeks later, um, Tadness Palmer, which is the one of the main shop stewards, came to me and said, would you like to be my alternate? And I said to him, uh, why are you asking me that? He's like, because of what you're doing right now, like literally, you know, paying attention writing grievances and stuff like that and this is what you this is what a shop steward would do and stuff like that you always ask questions and i said okay well <laughs> um that's that's very interesting that you're telling me that he's like oh yeah go home think about it and stuff like that i said what is there to go home to think about you're asking me the question you asked me today and i'm going to accept on the spot and we just took it from there. Here I am today. So we'll come back in six months and we'll ask you where you want to be in the next year. <laughs> and, and, and she's going to give us an answer on the spot. So that's good. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. And don't Esther, know Esther, you, you, you want to join Kimberly's I I page. I help other people. You that's, wanna, what, that's what my main goal is. 
Esther, you want to join Kimberly Schultz and Jackie's page, the the uh, can, Teamsters can, can, can you, Women. Can you say what it is again, yeah, ladies? Say it again and give her the slogan so she can Good hear name. it one more time. Who's, who's, who's going? I don't want to jump over. It's Teamsters oh. Women United. And the slogan is, uh, you want to say the slogan, uh, Kim? Sure. Brothers, we hear you. Do you hear us? Teamsters sisters. I hear you, Kim. I hear you. Oh, oh now you hear her. Now you hear her. Okay, Jamie. Okay. So there's a little backstory to that, actually. Um, okay. The the Kim and I have been talking among other women. And uh, so basically what we're trying to say is that women represent 30% of Teamsters Women internationally. And what, what we're trying to say is that at one point, it was predominantly men and now it's it's we've come so far that now the, there's so many women who are part of the uh, organization that it's, it's it's just amazing we've 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 what we've become as brothers and sisters and so um one of the things that i i'd like to see for instance i go to the ibt website and i look at who represents us and i don't really feel that the current leadership now reflects the membership and that's what we're striving for. So I see uh, Cam Schultz being the only woman, and I, I'd like to see a little bit more, or a lot more, of women running for office and taking in those leadership roles along with our brothers. You know, and um, that's one of the 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 goals for the movement is uh, is just to to see to see that change. And that's kind of a little backstory where that started, right, Kim? Absolutely. And so, and so that's kind of the slogan is saying that we're here, we're here, you know, we want to, we want to, you know, run for office, we want to be business agents, we want to be shop stewards, we want to be part of slates when there's slates that are created. I mean, we want to be the right to, uh, on the side with our brothers. And so that's just kind of like the slogan. It just, it's not. Wow. I don't know. Some people, so far, nobody's taking it in a bad way. Everybody's saying, "No, we hear you." Like we we know, we acknowledge, and and that's that's a pretty powerful statement. And it is, and it is, and that's kind of the point of the um of the slogan. So. What I said earlier, Jacqueline, was we we kind of created with the mindset of let's keep an open dialogue, right? And we wanted people to read it and say, and and make you know ask us questions and inquire and and then kind of open up this communication and discussion about where we are as a union because if we marginalize our members and our rank and file mm -hmm. then they're, they're not interested in um being a part of the union if they don't feel like they're represented in the union then they don't always feel like they're a part of it as well right. and it's more than just voting it's you know we want activism and so we looked at it like the slogan is this is a way for everybody to engage and think about where we are as a union where we are with who's our who represents us and our leadership and where are we going well you're right because up to this point a lot of us feel like we've had no representation hoffa and his people up there they've really not done much for us i mean ramming that contract down our throats and these new uh, classifications the 22 fours it's just it's just been really hard for a lot of members to uh to to deal with it and we do need change at the top we do need change and and well, change is coming in 2021 some 
Got to vote now. You know, and uh, maybe it'll take uh, a few strong women like yourselves to, to, to try to join in. I would hope that Sean O'Brien, if he's if he's listening, would, would, would at least consider trying to get more women on his slate because up to this point, I really haven't heard any. And it's not about being a woman or a man or whether you're right. black, white, right. green, yellow. I don't care. I care that you care about this membership. I care that you yeah. that you're going to fight for the rights of every member, not not just the drivers not i'm talking about every member the part-timers the hard the the lowest uh the 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 lowest paid to the highest paid every member should be accounted for whether you're a teamster driver whether like jacqueline you have a you're, you're working out of an office and you're whatever it is you uh you you got going on over there jack i've never even heard of that uh <laughs> that, that business over there I, I got a lot going on over there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on the line. Essential workers still right. open for business, just not to the public. But you're right. You make a good point. And, and that's one of the things that a lot of people kind of get, um, I want to say, uh, turned off when they say that we're a woman. We're empowering women. And they feel like, well, just because she's a woman, I'm not going to vote for someone just because she's a woman. I, I, I agree. And it's not just about women. It's this progressive leadership. Uh, just that the, the message that we're sending out there is just a lot of our sisters uh, haven't been given that opportunity or they don't even know where to start like him and i were just talking about the other day it's like i know a lot of people like in our local office they they they, they wouldn't even know how to run for um for uh you know for the board uh, as a president or vice president of their local union they they don't know that those are the things that are not given to you and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a reason why but if you think about it i mean they give you all these trainings about how to be a shop steward how to organize and, and primarily it's all about organizing and organizing right but it's like how do you run for office Nobody really knows. Those are things that you have to take your own time to research and study and know that the gu the guides and the guidelines, I'm sorry, the deadlines, and then uh, and then go forward with it. And then at that point, it's just a lot of people just get discouraged. So I was thinking, why don't we set something out there so that people know that that is an option for a lot of us. And um, there's it's not that complicated as people think. It's just knowing, you know, the deadlines and knowing the rules because there's obviously uh, election rules and, and make it happen. And maybe this way, a lot of women will be encouraged to run for for office at whatever level they choose to. So that's another thing that we're working on is getting that information out there, very educational material that um, it's kind of um, uh, presented in a way where they feel that they can actually take that and move forward with it. Yeah. Wow, well said. Our, our brother Greg Kerwood uh, just put out another. Uh, he says, if women aren't encouraged to run, you can't vote for them at all. So, yeah. Absolutely. Encourage the women. Encourage the women that are advocates that are out there fighting for the rights of the membership. Because uh, if, if, especially you know, you guys who are putting this uh, this uh, Teamsters uh, United uh, Women group together, this is uh, again unprecedented. Something I've never heard of. And uh, kudos to you guys. I hope it really works out. And um, hopefully this pandemic will be over soon, and we'll all be able to. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really hoping this thing is over by, you know, May or I don't know. I know uh, Mr. Trump says it's going to be over by Easter. He, he wants to open everything up. I don't think that's going to happen, <laughs> sir. Wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know. Did he say this Easter or next Easter? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. Oh my goodness. I know. Yeah. But I, I am. Thank you for having us. I, I started listening and I, I'm laughing the whole way. Just a little background noises you guys put on. It just has me cracking up. I think, oh my goodness. I love it. I enjoy listening. And I've, I've shared it with a lot of uh, members that didn't even know that there was a radio station that they can call and listen in. And I think it was listening to that story about the, um, how uh, the uh, our brother with the shaving um, was it last at the last show? Because he was he was asked to shave. I mean, the, how it started from something so simple that could have been resolved, and it ended it to something much more bigger. And I just thought, this is what companies do. They try to get away with every little thing, and it's just amazing um, how things um, yes, are handled that, that was at, our the, at the offices. Yeah, that was our yeah. brother Fork, and uh, he's been going through it. <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable the way things happen. Um, but, uh, ladies, I want to thank you all for calling. Our, our time is up here. We've actually extended our show another 20 minutes just for you guys. And I want to thank, thank you, you for everything that you're doing. Kimberly, Jackie, uh, Esther, uh, Kioma's on the line. Kioma. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I want to <laughs> yeah, thank you, ladies. <laughs> I, I just want to say thank you to you guys for giving us the platform and the thank you. time to even talk about it. Yeah. We really appreciate it. No, we all appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. And good luck with everything. I hope that eventually. Can we share? Did we share the uh, the web? I was. Yes. I came in a yes, little I'm, late. I'm, so I'm not sure we shared all that information. Share the web. Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, yeah. and, and Twitter and website. Okay. Share it again. All right. Share it again. again. Go ahead. We'll give you another. Okay. So, so we're at. uh, You can find us at Teamsters Women United. We have a Twitter up and running, a Facebook, Instagram, and I believe the website should be up and running um, next week. And we do have shirts right now that have been basically. We're almost. uh, We just ordered the first batch, and we haven't received them yet. But they've. We've like almost sold half of them, so it's pretty great. If anybody's interested in having a shirt, just send us a DM through those. social media platforms and we'll get it um shipped out to you so just wanted to share and put that out there all right Kim. just make sure you get uh, one of those t-shirts out to uh, myself and jamie haynes will be Kim- oh Kimberly. i am <laughs> you said you were sending me a shirt earlier no you're, i you're am not sending you a shirt no, 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 you don't no, even have to send it jamie. i'm coming to you so what is this <laughs> love connection this is not love connection <laughs> jamie, you're not getting one <laughs> wait to wait to wait to Joan finds out about That's this. Right. I'm telling Joni Lane Miller. I'm calling her right now in Pennsylvania. You're oh, in big trouble, yes. buddy. Uh-oh. You are. In I big love trouble. her. She is amazing. <laughs> you know, it's a funny story about um, Elaine. I met her for the first time uh, last year at the TDU convention, and you know, it was it had just snowed in in Chicago. And I first thing I see is that she's getting off the plane. She's ready to go. She has a very nice dress, very thin strap, and she has her cowgirl boots. And she's like, "This snow is not getting in the way of me." <laughs> My time, I was like, "Wow, she is badass." She was just there owning it. I was like, "This woman is amazing." And since the whole time that I was at the convention, she just she's an amazing woman. Like very strong. She's an advocate, and she's a true teamster. So a shout out to my sister Elaine. If she's listening, I'm sure she's listening listening yeah this will so. be this will be on podcasts and uh spotify right. uh in a couple of hours uh so if you want to share it if you guys missed the show earlier when we had vincent perone on the air and now we have kimberly jackie and esther uh we're going to put this on podcasts uh it will be shared throughout anywhere through spotify and also uh 
uh, I iPhone tune. What are, I iTunes? Yeah, iTunes. Okay. Oh, you're gonna throw it up on iTunes too? Damn. All right. Well, I want to thank, <laughs> Thanks, thank, thank you, ladies, so much. Keep doing what you're doing. You. Okay. Uh, if you guys are listening out there, you heard the ladies, uh, brothers. They are basically saying, brothers, we're listening. Are you listening to them? I'm listening. Okay. Oh, right. shut up, there Jamie. You go. <laughs> <laughs> it says, it says, we hear you, brothers. Do you hear yeah. us? Right. I right. hear you. <laughs> I hear All you, right. Kim. <laughs> I hear you, Kim. Oh my God. Take care. I love you guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Take I care, ladies. Good luck in this pandemic to everybody. I want to thank everybody who uh, chipped in on the chat and said what you had to say. Uh, we had a whole bunch of listeners on the line. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody who called in. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Vinnie Perone, Dave Cintron. Thank you to the ladies. Uh, so we're going to sign off here. Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. Two Hopefully, weeks. none of two us will weeks. be struck with the virus. Hopefully. And we will see you soon. Take care. And as we always say, solidarity, stay united. We're here to put the U back in union.